All right, where did the red pill movements go wrong? Just in case you're a worm living living under a rock and have not been paying attention to the social vibes going on in on social media platforms or in you know uh, societal relations, the red pill movement is an anti woke uh, opposition force or opposition uh, ideology. You know, it started off with just, uh, or it started off as just men being comfortable and proud of being men, you know. And also, on a political scale, the far, the uh, red pill movement is also a, a blanket or a camouflage for the right side of the political spectrum, while the woke movement is the left side of the political spectrum or a camouflage for the left side of the political spectrum. At the beginning, the Red Pill movement, or I found the Red Pill movement very uh, respectable. You know, it was inspiring because a lot of their talking points and ideas uh, were ideas that I had internalized before even knowing, knowing what they really were. You know, I just knew that I didn't like the far left, the woke movement, and radical feminism. You know, I, I, I hated the fact that they demonized men and told every man that just by existing, we oppress women. And that the only way for women to achieve optimum equality um, is for men to be less men or to submit to, you know, far left ideology or talking points. When it first took off, many men were quick to jump on board with the red pill train. Um, I never really jumped on board with the movement. I just really respected it, and it was very inspiring. Um, and I was happy to know that I wasn't the only one who felt uh, the same way. But what I've witnessed in society, or at least on uh, social media, um, I'm an avid user of the infamous app, iFunny, you know, <laughs> if you if you use iFunny, I have just broken the one of the biggest rules of the app. Don't talk about it in public to other people. So please forgive me, my fellow iFunny users. But I've seen a trend in on social media platforms. But what I've seen is just like the far left uses the woke movement to preach their toxic doctrine, the far right is also utilizing the red pill movement to preach their toxic doctrine as well. Again, at the beginning, it was just about men being happy with um, or being proud of themselves um, for being men, you know, and no longer being ashamed for existing. Also, though, at, at the beginning, the red pill movement was also synonymous with the right side of the spectrum, just like the woke movement is synonymous with the left side of the spectrum. You know, a lot of conservative speakers identified with the red pill because most of the red pill uh, talking points were anti-left. So it was just inevitable that the majority of conservatives or young conservative men would identify more with the red pill movement than they would with the uh, woke movement. But just like every good or popular fad that grows and spreads amongst the masses, this uh, the red pill movement has started degrading into a toxic, woman-hating, far-right uh, camouflage for degenerates who feel like who feel as if this is a good tool to utilize to spread their mentality. You know, like at the beginning of let's say 2010, when um, although it wasn't called the woke movement, um, I'm assuming. Um, most of the most of the people recognize that the far left 
or at least the left had a point when they started talking about ideas as like tolerance or, you know, more respect for people's uh, racial backgrounds or, you know, mental or identities, whatever the fuck they choose, you know, the far, the, the left had a point when they started talking about being tolerant and respectful. But of course, over time, it degraded into, if you're not accepting of my degenerate lifestyle, you're a, a, a fascist, you're a hater. That's what the far left degraded into over time. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, the uh, red pill movement degraded into, um, I'm sexist, I don't like women, or I'm racist, or yada yada yada. No, I am not saying every member of the Red Pill movement is sexist or racist. No, the overwhelming majority of the members of the Red Pill movement are just uh, moderate conservative and good men who like um, sharing or talking about uh, ideas in depth without facing criticism or illogical criticism from, you know, far left fanatics. There was a small minority that is quickly becoming a very vocal majority because a lot of people fall into the trap of it's an echo chamber effect when you only surround yourself with people who think like you. Um, if you don't step outside of that cesspool, you start adopting a, a hive mind mentality or a hive mind approach where where you have to think alike or think the same thing. Now, of course, within every group, there's always a toxic minority. However, because that toxic minority is emboldened when they're surrounded uh, with people who think like them, they tend to rise to the top of the totem pole whenever they're in their groups because, again, they're surrounded with people who won't tell them no. Toxic people don't like being told no, especially when their beliefs have no real logic to them and are just founded upon their emotional uh, viewpoints on uh, the world. I know a lot of people like watching characters on YouTube like Fresh and Fit, Abba and Preach, um, Andrew Schultz, um, you know, a bunch of other characters around. These guys have become, or at least over time, a lot of these guys have become very... Um, over time, although these guys haven't specifically identified or claimed they were red pill movements, a lot of people on the red pill side tend to recognize these guys as voices or people who spew red pill content or talking points. And maybe a few of my subscribers feel the same way about me. Um, and again, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is the echo chamber effect. You know, especially when you're taking account Fresh and Fit. I've been watching their content and I know I'm not going to jump on the Fresh and Fit hate train. I don't necessarily care about these guys. I just have to recognize though that whenever I watch their videos, I do kind of cringe because their content tends to border more on the woman-hating side of the Red Pill movement. You know, like, gentlemen, I understand that you're mad and upset with how feminism has taken over uh, the, wor the world of societal relations or interpersonal relations and has basically made it a sin to be a man and has required you to basically tone back your manliness in order to fit in an increasingly feminized society. I understand the rage and the resentment. However, feeding into that rage and resentment and engaging in hate makes you no better than the, the radicals on the left side that you claim to despise. See, what people don't understand is that, see, the far left's talking points and ideologies have degraded into pure chaos. But what's happening on, with, on the right, especially with the Red Pill movement, is that it's currently degrading into chaos. But what people don't understand is that there's two forms of chaos. There's 
controlled chaos and there's uncontrolled chaos. I know, I know that sounds as if it doesn't make sense, but hear me out. Uncontrolled chaos is the product of opposing mentalities, um, bouncing back and creating friction until it eventually explodes into an all-out free-for-all where all opposing mentalities are just fighting for uh, a voice or a standing point or a stronghold. It's like what happened in communist Russia. You know, there were the Bolsheviks, the Mensheviks, or I, I forgot what the other guys were, but there were different, you know, camps of communism that were vying for power and control of the country until eventually degraded into a mini civil war uh, where the Bolsheviks exterminated the other guys. I think they were the Mensheviks and they took power. People just fighting one another in an effort to gain control or power. Then there's controlled chaos, which is like organ, which is like protesting. It's like how do you protest a corrupt, a corrupt and authoritarian regime? You you refuse to abide by their unjust edicts. You just operate in an intentionally chaotic manner that disrupts their order. That was what the red pill movement started off as, you know. A bunch of men or conservative-leaning individuals um, operating in a way that disrupts the far left's agenda. You know, they were going against the grain. However, because of the echo chamber effects, certain voices that are supposed to be ignored and should be ignored uh, were given ears to spread their doctrine too. And of course, because we're, we're living in an increasingly hopeless society, people cling to whatever makes sense to them, which is what creates radicals. At this point, it's looking as if the red pill movement is going to degrade into just another one of the chaotic uh, camps or ideological camps uh, that are vying for control of the American society or, you know, the world society. But um, let's move on from there uh, to a topic that I find more stimulating. Um, I want to talk about some almost biblical apocalyptic uh, uh, predictions. See, I predict in the future, America will degrade into absolute chaos until it eventually burns. And the America we know today, or at least the American idea we have, will cease to exist. Now, how could I say such a thing? How can anyone in their right mind say that the land of the free and the home of the brave will cease to exist? Well, for me to properly explain myself, let's go ahead and look back to uh, Germany just before the Second World War. Before the Second World War, or should I say before the Nazi regime came into complete power, uh, there were two leading powers or two leading political parties or factions in Germany at the time. There were the communists and, of course, there were the National Socialists. The communists represented the radical or far left, while the National Socialists represented the uh, far right. Because both factions were vying for control of uh, Germany at the time, they both were engaged in tactics in order to, uh, in order to undermine their op opposition's legitimacy or integrity and make them look as if they were incapable of properly leading the German people. Does that sound familiar? Please, Americans, tell me, does that sound familiar? If we take a look at the, at the uh, Democratic Party and the uh, Republican Party, well, before I, uh, before I talk about these two parties, allow me to just say there is no difference between the Democratic and Republican Party. They are both owned by the same faction of very filthy rich elites that want to take control of America. 
I'm just saying, before I get into that uh, Republican versus Democrat drama, I'm just saying, people, you're being played and manipulated by a, a powerful network of elites who want you to, to engage in political dogma and radical ideology because if you do, they win because once one power takes control and de kills the other and gets rid of the other, they will simply either infiltrate that camp that takes over or wait until that camp burns because whatever camp takes control, it won't be a moderate thinking group. It will be a far right or far left group and the American people will not last under such an extreme um, ideological environment. And they will eventually revolt and crave an, a, a savior to free them from the bondage of authoritarianism. And who will those saviors be? Yes, those elites in the shadows. But I digress. Let's go back to Democrats versus Republicans. Both Democrats and Republicans are using their political reach to manipulate the masses. I know a lot of Republicans like to pretend that it's just the Democrats using underhanded uh, political moves um, with like journalism or whatever they can to undermine their opposition. However, Republicans have been doing this for a while. They did this especially under people like George Bush. The only reason it, it appears as if the Republicans have never engaged in this degeneracy is because in the last 15 or so years since Obama's been president, Republicans haven't really had uh, the limelight. It's just been Democrats. Yes, the Republicans have controlled the House, but let's be honest, people, not a lot of people pay attention to the House unless, of course, they, they, they are politically inclined and like paying attention to the shit show that is Congress. America will be torn apart by political factions that are engaging in uh, brainwashing of the masses. And this brainwashing is implemented in order for them to convince uh, different Americans to become their Minutemen or ideological foot soldiers who will pioneer their thoughts and fight against their fellow Americans in order to, I don't know, be right. If you mix the political chaos with the ever-increasing gap between the top 1% and the uh, other 99% and the just overall lack of opportunities available to those not born into very affluent uh, families or in a, in, a very, in a very favorable position in life, people will cling to whatever doctrine that convinces them that there is still hope. And I'm going to put a cap on that discussion, and I'll definitely do a part two another time. But aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Victus D. Void. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Make sure you check out my book on Amazon. It is called Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Uh, stay focused, stay alert, and God bless.